Hello Curious Cats and welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Before we get into it, I would really like to thank everybody that listened to the first one. Yes, half of them were actually friends and family, but I would like to thank them for the support and I would like to thank the others too. I was quite surprising seeing so many people from Australia and America. I really hope you enjoyed it and that you listen to the second episode too. So without further ado, the person we'll be talking about today is probably someone that you've never heard about. Her name is Elisa Leonida Zamfirescu. She was born in November 1887 in Galați, which is a big town in Romania, an industrial one and is considered to be one of the first woman engineers in the world. Some sources claim that she was the first one in the entire world, but comparing you know, other information against other sources, it seems unlikely. More probable in Europe, but even that is uncertain. In my opinion, it shouldn't matter. There were a handful of them anyway around the world at that time that trailblazed the way to engineering for women. Determining who was first is, to be honest, pointless and detracts from the power of the movement. She was, as I mentioned before, an engineer, as well as an inventor of different synthesis and purification methods in chemistry. For the better part of her career, she was the head of the laboratories at the National Geology Institute in Bucharest. She came from a very accomplished and numerous family, Elisa being one of four girls and the fifth child, with an army officer as a father, Anastasia Leonida, and her mother of French origin, and an engineer's daughter, Matilda Leonida. It's been said that Anastasia and Matilda were involved in attentive parents. The proof of that being their eight children out of 11 who reached adulthood, all of them becoming recognized intellectuals and distinguishing themselves in fields such as medicine, engineering, art and education. Three honorable mentions would be Gheorghe Leonida, sculptor who contributed to the creation of the famous Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. He actually worked at the head of the statue. Uh, And then we have Adela Leonida, ophthalmologist and head of an important hospital, and also Dimitri Leonida, who was an engineer in energetics. After finishing the girls' high school in Bucharest, she attempted to enroll to the School of Infrastructure and she encountered her first hurdle as she was denied despite her excellent academic record. The reason was blatant sexism, women not being considered fit for such academic pursuits. But fortunately Elisa did not let this to deter her from her passion. Like many Romanian intellectuals, even today, she applied to study abroad. It was difficult as prejudice was widespread, 
but in 1909 she got into the Royal Technical Academy of Berlin. Now it's called Technical University Berlin. As the stereotype goes, Germany had a clear societal guideline for women called the three K's. No, not the ones you thought about, but it's Kirche, Kinder and Kuche, meaning church, children and kitchen. I know, the missed opportunity of being three C's in English irks me too, but life is not always the way we want it to be. Anyway, although she got accepted in Berlin, she was still the only female student ever to attend and there was a continuous pressure on her to do her best because she was continuously reminded that she was there partly through the benevolence of the head of the school and partly because she was speaking impeccable German. She had solid scientific knowledge and was well-rounded intellectual. But even so, she was generally ignored at first by her professors and her other colleagues. However, she was very resilient and patient, to such degree that at the end of her studies, in 1912, the head of the faculty called her the Fleißigste der Fleißisten, which is roughly translated to the most studious of them all. I guess calling her brilliant or intelligent would make his sexist ego implode, but I guess real change always starts small, isn't it? After this, she was offered a place as an engineer at the BASF, currently the largest chemical producer worldwide, but she refused, opting to return to Romania. Diaspora can be a lonely place sometimes. But, ironically, finding a job back home, although he was, she was hunted down by such big companies in Germany, was really, really difficult. Eventually, though, she found an opening at the Geology Institute in Bucharest. Now, the way the Romanian press reported on her being the first woman in Germany and Romania to get a bachelor's in engineering is absolutely hilarious. The rough translation I found in a Romanian paper, Minerva, in 1912 is kind of like, and I quote, One of our compatriots, Miss Elisa Leonida, instead studying philology or medicine, or even worse, law, she studied engineering in Berlin. Quotes like this remind me that some people lack self-awareness and don't know that praise shouldn't feel like a slap in the face. But I digress. Now, entering a new stage in her life, Elisa had to once again work her way up from assistant in the lab to head of the lab later in life. Not that long after she returned home, World War One broke out and she volunteered as nurse on the first line. She especially distinguished herself at the Battle of Marasht, which is the last major battle between Romania and Germany, where she coordinated a small hospital for the wounded soldiers. 
At the end of the war, she was awarded multiple distinctions, the greatest being the Medal of Honor from the Ministry of France and Romania. On the grounds of being very eager nurse, great devotion, has shown good qualities of willingness to sacrifice and renunciation, bravely withstood the dangers of it, the epidemic of exanthemic typhoid, especially through her care for French officers with typhoid in Vaslui. This is a quote um, of the speech that was given when she received this medal. Despite war being one of the worst activities humankind likes to dwell in, Elise did find a silver lining in the form of a young engineer who was serving as a soldier in 1917. His name was Constantin Zamfirescu, uh, who was a brother of a famous Romanian novelist, Doilio Zamfirescu. They will proceed to marry in 1918 and will later have two daughters, Mariuka and Ancuza Zoe. One will become an engineer like her mother and the other one will be a teacher. As for her scientific contributions, she started with carrying out and developing analytical methods and techniques through which the economic value of different types of natural resources, such as, for example, oil, gas, petrol, minerals, coal, potable and mineral water was more easily valued. Besides her routine duties in the lab, she did her research, she did her independent research and published two monographs in 1931 and 1939 on potassium extraction, oil composition and graphite deposits in the Mountains which are also found in Romania. She also studied the Romanian waters and developed a method to assess their quality for industrial purposes. Also interestingly, she created a procedure that enabled the production of copper sulfate, utilized to kill fungi plaguing crops, as well as highlighting the clearing properties of bentonite in wine production, which is still used today for this purpose, usually for white wine. The 85,000 analysis reports that came out under her management from 12 labs were crucial for the economic development of the country. I did a fan math for you, so her academic career was reportedly to be 42 years in duration. She retired at 75 and died at 86, which means uh, around 2,000 reports per year. I have a feeling that during her research she also discovered the method to fuel the human body and mind with pure cosmic energy or something, because that is an insane amount of work. Well, regardless, thanks to her great accomplishments, she was part of different scientific societies, receiving national as well as international recognition, currently having an honorary place at the National Museum of Geology in Bucharest. And the street she lived on in the house her father built got her name in 1993. Since 1997, there is an award in her name for women scientists that brought important contributions. 
Elisa was also very openly against nuclear weapons. While she was the president of the Committee for Peace at the Geology Institute, she addressed a protest to the Lancaster House Committee in London, insisting on the danger this technology could impose on humanity. After actively going through world wars, I think she had every right to protest. Her and many others protest reach the UNO, but the current situation of the world serves to underline their unsuccessful attempts. To top it all off, I've read from few sources that claim that she was entitled after the age of 52 um, to have a pension on top of her salary, but she renounced the latter. So conclusion of the episode, if you are born in a family full of geniuses, the peer pressure will be too hard to resist. Your only choice will be to become one hyper-productive mother lover. I mean, I'm joking. Partially. That amount of work still flabbergasts me. But I think the actual conclusion of this is that besides brilliance, Qualities such as resilience, perseverance can be just, if not more important. I've met people who think that scientific discovery just happens as, you know, eureka moments, when most of the times the process is the actual crucial part of it. For me personally, chasing your aspirations requires sacrifice and courage. Eliza was the first woman to do something like this while having to fight with the society's ignorance, sexism, and having to fled her home country to achieve her goals. We owe a lot to this type of people who broke taboos and barriers, and we should always honor them for how much easier we have it today. Like our last episode's subject, Sir Gurdon, Society attempted to put her in a box and she said, screw this, I am going to build my own box with blackjack and hookers. Okay, maybe not the last part, but if you got the reference, kudos to you. I'll end with the words of one of her former students, with which I wholeheartedly agree. He said, and I quote, she was a fantastic woman a sort of locomotive that carried everything with her, on the principle that if there is a will, there is a way. I think she would have been brilliant in any career if she wanted to." Unquote. Thanks for so much for listening to this one. I will leave in the description one of the sources I used. It's a very comprehensive biography in English. And I think in other languages too, if you want to read more on her. I would like to ask you if you could maybe leave a f- some feedback, a comment. I'll leave the email below. Send me your thoughts or your wishes. And thanks for so much for listening to this one too. And next time we'll be talking about someone that probably was very unlikely to become what he did. 
next time we will go to the bright fields of uh, the USA and we'll find a very interesting and I hope insightful and valuable story for everybody. Thanks so much and see you next time.